my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! It's time for school, but you're not going to be saved by this bell. Established in 2016, Stride Pro Wrestling trainers have put their years of experience to help train the next generation of professional wrestlers. Nearly a dozen students have graduated and are now making a name for themselves, not only here at Stride Pro Wrestling, but beyond. Our athletes aren't locked into any long-term contracts, so if you want to train, use your head and contact Stride Pro Wrestling today. It's training you'll flip for. So kick your future into high gear now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 348 of the My 123 Cents podcast. And this week, my guest is Savion Ayers. And Savion is the current No Limits champion in Stride Pro Wrestling and one of the many graduates of the Stride Pro Wrestling Academy. And I, um, uh, I've been wanting to have Savion on for quite some time now and finally... Uh, we were able to do this, and Savion, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being a part of it. Well, it's my honor, Kevin. Thank you for inviting me here. It, I still can't believe, only only after like three years, after my three-year anniversary in November, I was starting training here in Stride, and now I'm being interviewed in a podcast. Life's talk, crazy, man. Yeah, it is. And talk to me a little bit, and talk to our listeners you mentioned three years, and I, I it's gone by very, very quickly. Uh, you have really legitimately, um, you know, Tyler has been on the podcast many times. We do a podcast once a month together, and he always talks about that dedication and that coming to the training and being involved and being a part of it. And to me, you're the poster child for that because you've proven yourself time and time again, uh, you know, whether it's coming and helping set up before the show, tearing down after the show, putting in the hours, whether there was someone there to train with you or not, you were always uh, a constant in, in that training and, and getting better, and it, and it has shown. Tell me what inspired you originally to become a professional wrestler. Okay, this might be a very long somewhat story, <laughs> so my apologies if I bore you, but... Growing up as a kid, to be honest, up until I was nine years old, I was often just a Marvel cartoons fan and the coloring, drawing. I wasn't even really that much of a sports-related guy. Really? Yep. Then one day, and this was when I was at my parents' house, and I really wasn't into video games or the Marvel games. They wanted to play a wrestling game, mm. and... And, and I was fascinated by it when I looked at it, and my brother showed me, I just got so hooked on it, and I loved it. 
What was the video game? Do you remember? SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. Okay, okay. That that's one of the the few uh, wrestling games that I ha- I don't have I don't play many video games, but that's one that I do have. Uh, that's really cool. So it was a video game that that kind of hooked you first. But were you watching any wrestling prior to that, or was it the video game that first got you going? The video game got my attention for sure, but I'd say I don't think I really fully got into it until like maybe like at the minimum, like the maximum, a couple months later when. I was just getting ready for bed because I had school the next day at because parents make you go to sleep around <laughs> nine o'clock, right? Yeah, yep. yep. That. <laughs> and I was just begging my mom, begging. It's like I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. So I was just finding random, 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 random shows to watch, and I watched Raw, and I found Monday Night Raw, a match with Kofi Kingston, Evan Bourne, and R Truth, I think, versus Legacy. Okay. That just caught my attention, so I begged. I begged my mother, like, "Hey, can I please watch this? Please, please, please." She was like, "Fine." <laughs> so at first, I was just using it as an excuse to stay up, but then as the show went on, I just got hooked. And then the next day, I think I went to my mom, like, "Hey, mom, what was that show called again?" And so I can keep up with it on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. then as soon as I watched the next SmackDown that day, I could just say that day ever since I was hooked on wrestling. Wow. Everything in my life became wrestling. Heck, literally, if my mom was here right now, she would tell you the stories over the years <laughs> of every time I missed a single episode of Raw, SmackDown, <laughs> even TNA here and there, I would throw a massive piss fit. Wrestling was just everything to me back then. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense, and it served you well. So what then brought you, because correct me if I'm wrong, were you still in high school, or had you just recently graduated when you signed up and and started training at Stride? This is another interesting (laughs) supplement story. Well, well, since I was, since, Right high school, I was still a big pro wrestling fan. Uh-huh. I decided, you know what, time to give it a shot. But I didn't discover you guys yet. I discovered some mini school in St. Louis that cost a hundred a month. So that's why I did this whole summer job thing in high school. Mm. Hopefully, getting enough money saved up, and then when I, and then when I when I graduated. I could go to school and pay. Unfortunately, younger me didn't know how really it would work. I I was just thinking, money, money, money. Russell, Russell, Russell school. Then later on, my mom's boyfriend, who's still dating my mother, by the way, (laughs) told me one day when I got off from, when I got off from class during my senior year, saying, hey, did you know there was a school here in Marion, Illinois? And I'm like, what? <laughs> because when I researched schools in this area, Stride Pro Wrestling did not come up. Yeah. The thing that came up was a school in St. Louis. So I was like, repeat that, really? <laughs> and when I learned you guys were like 60 a month, I was like, yep, this was the school, this is where I got to go. But there was one small problem that then make me go to you guys a lot sooner. What's that? 
before I discovered you guys in general, I had signed up for cross tr- cross country in Murfreesboro High School. Mm. Uh, perhaps like the only senior runner there. And my mom basically told me this, you can't go to strive for a wrestling practice because you're still in high school and on the cross country team. <laughs> so I was like, sign up for cross country team. Loki bit me in the butt. <laughs> So during that entire season, not going to lie, even though I still love some of the guys, like I'm still friends with some of them after I graduated, I was thinking this whole time, can this be over? Can this be over? Because I knew in my mind, as soon as the cross-country season was over, I was going straight to that stride building. Mm-hmm. Straight because I wanted more than anything in the world, man. So was were we over in Carterville by that point, or were we still doing stuff at the mall actually when i first got in touch with you guys i went over for a visit this was actually like i think like a couple like either a couple days before or a couple days after my first day of my senior year in high school i went to visit you guys when when i think this was your during your last month or days in the mall okay i went to see a session with red daniels jay spade zoe moore a B-Rise, and Dexter Roswell. Okay. Got to see all those guys. <laughs> and just seeing that ring for the first time in person. <sighs> and when Red Daniels, who is a great guy, I owe a lot to him. Let me get in that ring. <sighs> Dude, I, I just, that was magic. It was like, finally, a place I feel like I could belong. Because... During my during any other events, especially like high school, I personally never felt like, even though I had friends and everything, I felt like I never like really belonged there. But when I got in that ring, I feel like I'm at my happy place at long last. Mm. That's awesome. So, what was it? You know, you you mentioned earlier that you weren't that into sports, although you were doing cross country, which is obviously a much different experience than being inside a wrestling ring so that first time that you get in the ring and you start moving around what's that like because you'd literally never done it before and you know i i can't imagine being you know so young and and in high school and and kind of experiencing all of this at once it had to be uh one of those you know amazing moments of your life Oh, yeah, like, once we, once the Stride area officially moved to Carterville, mm-hmm. and of course, I don't think it's a bonus, because it was a lot closer than, than than from Murphy to the Marion Mall, so it was easier on me. Yeah. And on my first day of training, even though, surprisingly, even though this may surprise some of y'all, I was not perfect at everything, just knowing how everything worked, it's surprising, like, the world... The motion, the footwork was just, I'm like, wow, there was more of this than I thought. Because growing up, because I was so in love with wrestling, I watched so many documentaries, TV shows, insider scoops. I'll be thinking, yeah, I'll be well prepared and all that. And then that first day when I left, I was like, my mind was just blown. I know absolutely nothing. Yeah. Did you ever, like, in those early days, were you discouraged at all? You know, because it, it is, you know, I, we've we've had a lot of young men and women come through the school, obviously, who have 
gone on and become successful, but we've also had a lot who come that first or second time and then they decide this is not for them. So was there ever a point where you thought, oh man, I love this, but I don't know that I can do this? There may have been, like, during my first, like, three months of strike, I did have an issue. I didn't have my license at the time, mm -hmm. and boyfriend was my only way of transportation to the school. But then around October, we ran into a bit of an issue because he was a coach of the high school girls basketball team. Uh. And so he'd be gone a lot of days of Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I could show up as often as I wished. And even though I may have personally felt like some of the guys and Zoe would have been like, man, why doesn't he show up? Maybe he's not dedicated. Like I would always often feel bad feeling like, man, I'm doing myself a disservice. Like I really want this, but Dang it, life was just, mm -hmm. I was just like, life was just not working out for me then. But no, like from the guys and from the people themselves, no, they were absolutely cool, even with that issue. Heck, I'm going to say this right now, the person, more than anything, who kept me alive, who kept me going, no matter what issues I faced, was Red Daniels. Yeah. Easily. I, I can remember, I remember having conversations with him about it, and yeah, he uh, he really, and I, to this day, you know, even though he's not with Stride anymore, I know that he is a big supporter and a big fan of yours and, and, and believes in you a lot, and I think that the really cool thing is that watching, uh, you know, from my perspective, because I am old enough, uh, I have kids that are your age, so I, 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 I do kind of, I've you know, I'm the oldest. Now that uh, some people have left the company, I am I am definitely the oldest guy there. So I do kind of feel like that father uh, watching watching a lot of the young guys get in there and 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 become successful and do their thing. And it it is a sense of pride and to have been in there and and you know you and I have and we'll get to the story in a few minutes. But you know we've been in there uh, and wrestled each other and, and have gotten uh, into fisticuffs before, so we'll talk about that in, in a minute, but, uh, you know, obviously you faced those obstacles, but you got through them. Do you remember, I'm sure you do, who was your, your first match, like actual match in front of uh, an audience? Because I know, you know, when you guys do the training, you all are wrestling and practicing and whatnot, but who was that first uh, show match against? Mm. There can be two types, which one you want. Like, the one that was the teacher's match or, like, an oh, okay. actual you. you know, You know, you, you said teacher's match, and, and for people who are listening that, that don't normally come to Stride shows, we, when we have fundraiser events, we oftentimes are at schools, and a lot of times uh, the teachers want to get involved, and so uh, Tyler will put together matches with the trainees against the teachers, and then... Usually Tyler is the referee and he's in there kind of uh, leading the way or, or giving instruction and stuff. So we won't count the teacher's match, but le who was your first uh, stride match against? Okay. My first match ever was in a battle royal at at Stride of Rosa in 2019. Wow, okay. Um, I, I didn't realize you had been been a part of it that 
that early on. I thought you came around later that year, but okay. So that so you were in that battle royal at Stradiversary. Yep. Wow. What was that like? Were you like thinking, "What the heck's going on here"? I because I I did one battle royal uh, in my time as, as getting into the ring, and and it's kind of uh, a, a bit chaotic in there from time to time. Oh yeah, especially the guys who I was in the ring with. El Magnifico, B-Rad, the RWO, mm. Jerry. I was just thinking, wow, I'm here with all these guys. And unfortunately, I didn't last too long. I was the first <laughs> eliminated by Magnifico. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. you... no, go ahead. It was, definitely a, it was definitely a good learning experience for sure. I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, no, 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 man, no. So uh, that was in March of 2019, and then you're you're obviously getting in there and and doing more and and you know the you know obviously I think everybody when they start wrestling and I, and I don't Tyler and I have never really talked about this but is there ever a conversation or you know do you expect that you're going to be in there kind of paying your dues I know sometimes people will think. They're going to take the world by storm, and they're going to walk in there, and they're going to become champion, and they're going to do this, this, and this. But obviously, you know, as you're developing as a character, and, and talk to me a little bit about that, too. Your character, and and I think it came a little later into this year of 2019, was mm-hmm. that you became the third man as part of the Kings of Destiny with Roger Mathis and Chris Hargis, who I think are probably two great mentors, and to kind of go along oh, yeah. with that king idea, you became the squire Savion Ayers. So how much input did you have in that, or was that just an idea that kind of came about and and you took the ball and ran with it? <laughs> third, third, you said third man, you say. <laughs> I could definitely, I would low-key say, I was definitely more of their sidekick while those two guys were the main villain. <laughs> You can say whatever, but yeah. <laughs> after the whole Squire idea, where that came from, it was after the after the the tag match with me and Hargis at at Battle Bowl, I think. Oh, okay, when yeah. When him defeated Tyler and Keith Had and Scott Phoenix, yeah. I, In I, which fun fact. I wasn't even supposed to be there because Cash Borden, Cash Borden was unable to make it that day. So it said Chris Hargis was supposed to find a partner, and he chose me. So this whole thing, basically, in one way, started by accident. Wow. Yeah, I do. Now that uh, that is all co- kind of coming back to me, and I, what I remember was leading up to um, later in that year. Uh, I think it was probably the November show because Tyler and I had just lost the tag team titles to Roger and Chris, who were, the, of course, the Kings of Destiny, as we mentioned. Um, and I remember um, that November show then, um, they attack, the three of you attack Tyler in the ring, and I'm trying to help him. And you actually pinned me into the corner and was kind of holding me back. And then. <laughs> Jay Spade and Tony Flood came out and made the save, uh, which was going to then set up the six-man tag between Tony, Jay, 
and Tyler or Heath against the three of you. Um, and then uh, something happened where Tony wasn't going to be able to be there. And so I end up substituting for him. And that match, um, I you know, people were like, again, I people who listen to this know I'm not a wrestler. I'm the announcer, but I fill in from time to time when when there's a need to, to have... Uh, an old man get in there and, and get kicked around a bit. And so we got in there and we, that, that closing sequence where uh, I, we did the pop-up power bomb and everybody's like, Oh my God, you were so amazing with that power. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Savion is the one that jumped and I caught him and, 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 you know, he was the one that got the height and, and, and did it all. So, but people were like, in fact, uh, uh, you know our our buddy Duke Randall, who has a podcast as well, was just talking about that match the other day on his podcast. So, uh, mm. you know that was such a fun, surreal kind of cool moment, especially with that crowd. So, you know, with Stride, the building that we're in in Carterville, because we share the space with a with a workout facility, you know, we can only get probably about a hundred people in there. So. When we were at Black Diamond that night and 600 people are there watching, that had to be a pretty surreal moment, too. That had to be the biggest crowd that you'd been in front of, I'm guessing, up until that point. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> to this day, every time I watch that match back, posted posted on YouTube, uh-huh. even though we could hear the crowd reactions, I just imagine myself in that event, I'm thinking, they were a lot louder. Like, <laughs> everything about that night was just, magic <sighs> yeah that was a lot of fun and then and, and obviously you know you and 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 chris and and roger stayed together as a unit and and chris wasn't able to make it for some of the title defenses of the tag team title so the freebird rule was sort of instilled there and and or instituted and you and roger end up uh, working together as tag team champions. Um, so that was, even though technically you didn't win it uh, in the ring like that, but you were you were a part of the Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championship uh, picture there for a little bit. What was that like, you know, teaming up and, and being paired with, with Roger and Chris so early on in, in your career? I'm not going to lie to you, Kevin. First, first thing... It was low-key a bit intimidating, especially mm-hmm. knowing without the obvious size difference, the type <laughs> of guys Roger and Hargis are. Yeah. And the fact that this 18-year-old straight out of high school kid is with them, trying to be this this funny squire guy while these two mean killer guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was definitely awesome matching for sure. But you, Well, you did it well. You, you you did the part well, and you know you and and Roger uh, at Strideversary 2020 lose the titles to uh, the Wrestling Buddies, who are still the Stride Tag Team Champions. By the way, uh, kudos to them. But you know, then obviously COVID happens, and we're not able to do uh, shows in front of a crowd, but we're able to still kind of get together and, and do shows. And and I feel like it was during this time that you kind of evolved. And you're obviously going it on your own, and you went from being that kind of sidekick, as you as you called yourself, to becoming an established and, and credible competitor 
in stride, and then the fans start cheering you because you were a bad guy when you were with the Kings of Destiny and, and working your way now into to being on the good side of things. And I think it, it, it probably comes natural for you because you are a very likable person, and, and you are one of those guys that you can tell is genuine and true in, in, in what you say. So is it easier playing the kind of character, and I, and I don't know that character is even the right word, but... It seems more like you, the the person that we see in the ring today. You said something about me slowly evolving during the COVID year mm-hmm. of Stripe Wrestling, right? Well, I'll say something about that. It's like when COVID first hit, and we could not train at all for like the first two months, I think. Mm. And I will say this: that was easily the most miserable, depressed I've ever been. Wow. Just not being able to train, not being able to have fun, because to me, wrestling was my only fun since I was out of high school, and I was working at the time. So, Gotcha. So practice was definitely keeping me sane, and with that all gone, I was, I was not in a good place at the time. Yeah. So one day... I messaged Tyler, this was at the end of May, if, hey, alone with my mom's boyfriend and my younger cousin, if I could, like, just go into the ring, just have fun with them, and get, shake some of his rust off. And he said yes. And when we went to the show that day, I did the usual, the rolls, the bums, and I let... My mom's boyfriend and my younger cousin beat me up for a bit, but it felt so good. It was like after, other than the tapings, but even then, they weren't enough. Just just the whole time I spent that day in that ring was just like the happiest I've ever been in my life. And after that day, I became motivated. Like, yeah, I got to get better. This is where I want to be. And I just brought myself to a whole nother gear. And that's how I could, I personally said I evolved that year. So, I mean, it, it might be safe to say that had COVID not happened and you weren't in that kind of state of mind, I mean, I think you still would have pushed through and, and been dedicated and, and been a big part of things. But that might have been a bit more of a motivator for you because that was your happy place. And when you were deprived of that for so long, you, you made the conscious effort to get back in there and start doing it again. Oh, yeah. Now I think if I correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it then at the October show of of 2020 uh, up in Decoin, the outdoor show that we did, the fundraiser, uh, that you officially became a graduate of Stride? Yep, that's what I thought. So tell me about that. What was that like? Becoming, you know, going from trainee to becoming officially uh, a graduate of of this academy. I'm not going to lie to you, Kevin. It was honestly shocking because despite what Tyler and Jay think, which I will go by them because obviously they're more experienced than me, I like personally thought about it. I'm like, what? They consider, they consider me graduate already? Like, <laughs> there's, there's already so much I got to learn. There's already so much I feel like I'm lacking in. Like, now? But, but then I thought the fact that they consider me a graduate they could i'm i thought of wow they have a lot of faith in me mm-hmm. i can't let them down at this point 
then that also became a motivator. And plus, I could honestly say I have two diplomas, my high school diploma and my graduation of Strive for a Wrestling diploma. And that's, you know, that's kind of where that was about so six, seven months ago. Again, that evolution continues and the the... You know, you could just tell, just watching you, your feud with, with Bud Gallows, it, it, it was all growing and developing, and, and you could tell that uh, big things were to come, and now you are the, the No Limits champion. So, obviously, graduating, you just said, was, was a big deal and something that you didn't think was going to happen. Did you think that this quickly into it, that you would have a singles championship? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because if you consider, uh, if you consider like the champions who were around that time, Riser, Roger Mathis, Dexter Roswell, and the wrestling buddies, me personally, and Shrey doesn't help that, to be honest, I honestly don't have a lot of confidence in myself with a lot of things. I was thinking, man, I don't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. But then, and then when I made the challenge to Dexter, I was thinking, well, I got to try. I will never look myself the same if I at least don't try. And then when I tried in that first match, bloody Dexter came and almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> so in that 204 show, I was thinking, not only am I going to win that play championship, I'm going to beat up Dexter. And I did. So... Tell me about that, about that night, because I, I remember that was the show we were in Pinckneyville. It, it was another one of those outdoor shows, and the fans just loved it. And what was it like to, to win that championship? And I believe your family was there, and, and you know, it was just one of those moments that I thought, you know, again, it's that, that pride for someone that you see has put in the work, who is dedicated, who is not just there uh, for a, a moment of glory, but is there t- to do it and win it? Tell me a little bit about you know how you felt then that night. I was just thinking, wow, twenty years. I am twenty years old mm-hmm. since my birth. The ups and downs, man, especially the downs because over like a month ago, my grandma passed away and. God, I was a mess during that time as well. Yeah. Heck, I gained, I, I was, I, I even gained depression weight, which is why during that May Day show I wore a shirt. Mm. So, so at the same time, I was, so what the but, but my family being there for the two hundred four show definitely comforted me. And my mom, when I hugged her, her telling me, "You, you did this for Grandma. You did this for Grandma." <laughs> It made me smile even more. Yeah. Even though I wish she was here to celebrate with me, I have a feeling I know she'd be proud of me. No oh. matter. Because she, even even when I felt the lowest of low, when I had no idea what I was doing, she was always there to support me with her endless enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And it just carried me on, man. Yeah. And I missed it. But I try to use her as an example to keep going. And try to be the best No Limits champion I can be. Well, yeah, I have no doubt that uh, Grandma is proud and and is smiling and and looking down on you and your family and is is again, 
you did it and you you have continued to impress and do things uh, in the ring outside the ring uh that you know continues to be a shining example of of the right way to to uh do wrestling school if you will and and to give back and to be a part of it and to continue to strive to get better and you know we've seen some of the the videos that that have been posted on on Facebook where you're up there uh, again you're a, an official graduate but you're still going in there and you're still honing and learning and and doing things and it's taken you to other territories and I know that you have wrestled at Anna Fight Underground which I you know I I've never been to an Anna Fight Underground show I know there is a lot of hardcore wrestling involved there are you do, are all the matches hardcore like what's that environment like when you're when you're in Anna doing a show well Anna and I I see the main difference between Stry and Anna is like while Stry is for kids the family is that everyone can watch mm-hmm. Stry I mean with Anna I it's more of a like adult oriented show mm-hmm. but even though some kids are present yeah some kids are there I feel like the theme is mainly towards adults Obviously, do with the whole violence, the blood, the weapons. But not every match is a hardcore match. Like, the first couple matches will always be without weapons. And I'm mainly in those for now. So, are you wrestling in those weapons matches, or are you wrestling those more normal, uh, regular matches? The normal, regular matches. For now. Yeah. So, does, does, does that, uh, doing the hardcore stuff, does that, is that something that, uh, scares you or intimidate? Like for me, I'm like, uh, I, I would not be comfortable in that scenario, but obviously there are a lot of people that, that do it and succeed at it. You know, we've seen Cash Borden, who is, uh, you know, one of those guys that really thrives in that environment. Uh, is that something that you've, are are looking more forward to doing more stuff like that or you know and i don't mean to put you on the spot with that and obviously uh you know i i think whatever you choose to do you will be successful at it well with def, with, the, with deathmatch wrestlers sometimes i'm i'm like what you i'm like oh my god why are they doing this mm-hmm. but but at the time i'm like darn these guys have my respect Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're willing to go on and continue the match yeah. with the absolute pain they're in, I'm thinking, wow, these guys must be some tough SOBs. Yeah. But a combination of the fans, the adrenaline, I'm, and I'm just looking like, wow, these guys, these guys are, all, are on another level. It is insane. Yeah. And as for me with the death matches. I'm I'm not gonna be like a, a, a deathmatch wrestler forever. I'm not trying to be a full time deathmatch wrestler. And I definitely don't want to be one at this current stage in my career. Mm-hmm. But down the line, if I have to do one here and there, or I'm in a super heated feud with somebody and I want to end it, then I'm like, heck yeah, let's go all out deathmatch. I'm willing to destroy myself to destroy you. Makes sense. It makes sense. And, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, Stride is where you, you you know, you did your training and and you've wrestled there. That's kind of been your home. Anna Fight Underground opened up those doors. 
Um, and, and you just recently also, as we're recording this on Sunday afternoon, uh, Saturday night, you wrestled in Tennessee. And so did you imagine back when you were still kind of looking and, and trying to figure out where you were going to train that you were going to not only be wrestling here in front of you know a hometown crowd, but you're, you're also hitting the road and, and you know traveling and doing this as well. It's got to be an amazing feeling. Honestly, if if you were going to time machine and tell my 17-year-old high, shy high school self that where I am now is what you're going to be in the future, I would have just been shocked. <laughs> I wouldn't take it seriously because I, pers- I personally would say if I was told that when I was 17, like, I would not think I was fully capable it's like, I wanted to, but I lacked so much confidence. I was so shy. I don't think I was capable. So what what do you think changed for you? Is it just, you know, as we get older, we we become a bit more confident? Or, you know, was it, uh, I would imagine that, you know, the friendships that you've created and developed in this as well, the encouragement that you get at, at home and, and at school, they probably all kind of add up and, and have been helpful in creating the success that you've had, right? Oh, absolutely. The encouragement I get from guys like Tyler, Jay, Red Daniels, my family, heck, even some of my high school teachers who are huge wrestling fans. Nice. Heck, a couple weeks ago, I ran into them when I was when I was shopping at when I was going, when I was when I was grocery shopping. <laughs> and when they ran into me and they and I had the No Limits champion at the time they were so proud of me, the way they looked at me. And I'm like, <sighs> it's like, I'm, it's like, I made it this far. Yeah. I got to keep on doing. That's awesome. Do you, what are, as we, as we kind of start to wind down, what, what do you think, or what do you, you know, what, what do you aspire? What's, what's next? What do you, do you want to continue on with the wrestling? I know that, you know, some guys who wrestle at stride just do it, you know, for weekend fun and, you know, they're weekend warriors, so to speak. And others do have that goal, that aspiration to wrestle for AEW or NXT or uh, Impact Wrestling. Do you do you have a, a bigger goal in mind or are you just kind of taking this uh, one day at a time? Oh, I have a bigger goal in mind. I have a goal because I – because – after my grandma's death, I realized I want to be something that the family can be proud of and represent. Mm-hmm. My goal is, by the time I die, unfortunately, which unfortunately death, come, death comes for us all eventually, I want my name to be known in the wrestling world. So in a way that my, my great-great-grandkids potentially could be like, hey, did you know that my great-great-grandfather was a wrestler and that they can be proud of and they can probably bring up and that my younger cousin could say, my cousin's a wrestler and he's doing good, good job at it. So I just want to be something that a family can be proud of and that people like me can be proud of. And, that's, and, and, and it inspires them as like, hey, if he's doing it, maybe I should give, I should give my, my dream a shot. That is awesome. That That is a great uh, way to wrap up this episode. I mean, you believed in yourself. You you 
faced those moments of, of doubt and you overcame them and you are making a lot of people proud and I know that you will continue to do so too. Savion, thank you so much for being a part of the show this week. Thank you, Kevin. And in fact, this whole podcast is also getting motivation to keep going and get better, man. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I look forward. If you want to see Savion in action, be sure to, of course, check out the Stride Pro Wrestling social media pages. Go to strideprowrestling.com. Our next show coming up on Saturday, uh, August the 14th, we will be in Carterville. Then uh, on the 20th, we are headed to the Pulaski County Fair. The 21st, we will be at uh, Valier Baptist Church in Cesar, Illinois. So again, lots going on with Stride Pro Wrestling. Be sure to stick around and follow along and enjoy the ride. Savion, again, thank you so much for being a part of the show, man. No problem, Kevin. Once again, man, thank you so much for having me. It's Absolutely. an honor. Absolutely. Friends, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery